Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, and I'm enjoying a cup this morning. I hope you are enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we talk about all things freedom in Christ. We celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus, and then now how can we live from that freedom in every area of our lives. God bless you wherever you're listening from. Today I'm calling a Q&A. I've gotten a few questions over these last uh, few, just few weeks. We've been talking about healing, and so I wanted to just address a couple of questions that, that, that I've gotten uh, based on what uh, my understanding is of God's Word uh, based on healing. And so that's what we're going to do today, a couple of little questions here, because we've been talking about, about healing. And so the, que- the first question is, well, can God still heal today, or does God still heal today? And so the answer to that is, yes, He does. He does still heal today. But the problem with this is, is that, and we're talking about a physical healing here. The problem is, is that we begin to hear what I would call the name it and claim it type of preachers, teachers, whatever spiritual theology that is out there, where if I just say it, okay, then God's going to do it. I begin to kind of bark out orders at God. And so because I've got this ailment or this disease or this sickness or this whatever, then I just name it to God and He's going to do it. He's going to heal it. I'm kind of using God as this kind of vending machine type for for my healing. That is absolutely not biblical, absolutely not scriptural, but we hear it and we have have uh, pastors and teachers that are saying it out there, and you've maybe heard this before, and 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 a lot of them are saying, well, all Christians are healed, and we're talking about physically healed, and they'll even take a scripture out of reference, which uh, I've used on this past uh, on this podcast, which is in Isaiah where it says, "By His wounds we are healed," but that's not talking about a physical healing; that's talking about a spiritual healing. But some will take that and say, well, now because of that. By his wounds we are healed in the finished work of Christ. Now all Christians will be physically healed. That is not true. That's, that's spiritual healing. That scripture is in reference to salvation and sin. Okay, Sin was our disease, if you will. It talks about transgressions. Right? Our transgressions were, were sin that separated us from God. His Jesus' blood, by his wounds, we were healed. He took care of the sin problem, the disease of sin for us. That's what that scripture, that's the healing that all Christians have experienced. We've received that at salvation. But a physical healing, absolutely, God can do it because he can do whatever he wants. He is God. The problem becomes when we start demanding or expecting, we put these expectations on God, that it's going to happen, it's, it's, uh, it's going to take place. Uh, and, and I know people in my life right now who are, who, and, and even I've struggled with chronic pain over the years, back pain and different, different kinds of pain. Uh, I've had an ongoing back issue uh, from you know, years ago of having back surgery and being injured. All, I still deal with that. But I know people dealing with chronic pain and all of that. And so, so what happens though is if we start if we start getting into a position where we where we have an attitude of demanding from God or expecting from God, th- then uh, that's that's it's going to really get us in trouble <laughs> because what if it doesn't happen? Because we're not promised a physical healing this side of heaven. 
Someday in heaven, we will get new resurrected bodies. That's the point of heaven. But here on earth, our bodies are aging and fading away and getting older. Okay, those of you that are getting older, you know this. Okay, um, so, but, and, and here's the other thing of this in the Bible, absolutely, we see physical healing. Jesus and God and Jesus physically healed people. But the, what, what was that? They received something, it was, it was instantaneous, it was complete, and it was, it la- it was lasting and was unquestionable. Jesus heals the person, and they get up and walk. Okay, uh, and okay, the the men carry right. The men carry uh, the, uh, their friend into into Jesus, and he heals them, heals heals him, and he gets up and walks right away. That was instantaneous. That was in the moment. It was, and it was unquestionable. Right, that happens, and so and so miracles today still happen. God still heals, but there's a reason why they're miracles. They're rare. And so I would say that, yes, healing happens. We pray for it. We've also got modern medicine and healing now that happens through, you know, if I have a stomach ache, I can go and take medicine. They didn't have that years ago, okay? Uh, In Scripture, uh, we see Timothy talking about having frequent stomach aches. What does Paul tell him to do? Does he tell him, well, just pray to God and name it and claim it, and you're going to get healed? No, he tells him to drink red wine, tells him to drink a glass of wine because that was what he knew in the moment would make his stomach feel better. Uh, Paul, we know, has a thorn in his flesh. We, we can pretty much uh, 100% recognize that that is a physical ailment of some kind because the scripture says it made him weak, physically weak. So it was either some type of ailment, sickness, disease, something that he had, something, think maybe it was blindness or something. I don't know. We don't know that specific, but we know it was probably a physical ailment. And what does Jesus, what does God tell him? He asks him to take it away. God says, my grace is sufficient for my strength is made. My strength is made real in your weakness. My power is made full and complete in your weakness. Okay. That's, that's what God tells him. Okay. So we, can God still heal today? Absolutely. Is every Christian healed? No. Physically, no. Okay, spiritually, yes, all Christians are healed. Physically, no. And we've got to be very careful because then this is where disappointment comes in. Because what it does is it sets people up with this expectation. If, a, if I hear a pastor saying that if I just name it and claim it and, 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 and say that to God, then, that's, then he's going to come through and he's going to do that. And what happens is that when it doesn't happen, then we are disappointed and we're setting people up for great disappointment in this. And so what's the alternative to that? It's an attitude of, of contentment. Paul talks about this secret to contentment. And what is that? It's he knew what it was like to have much. He knew what it was like to have little. He knew what it was like to be well-fed. He knew what it was like to be hungry. Uh, he knew what it was like to be in prison. He knew what it was like to be free. All these things, right? He's talking about his circumstances, but he says, "There's I found the secret to contentment, which is knowing Christ. Philippians 4 talks about this. Knowing Christ, that's his contentment. So the attitude, and we even see it in Jesus, right? With Jesus getting ready to go to the cross, he says, God, if there's any other way, what's your plan B here? But he ultimately says, not my will, but your will. And I think that's the attitude that I want to have. That's the attitude that we 
can have with any type of physical healing is we submit that to the Lord and we said we say not my will but your will father uh it was never god's will for there to be sickness disease um you know all that kind of stuff it was never god's will never god's plan but he had a plan and it was to send jesus in human form to be fully god and fully man and live the life that we could not live and die a death that we cannot die and and raise again to a life that we could never live so that we could have new life in him and that's the ultimate spiritual healing so the focus then is my grace is sufficient. That's what I would answer the question. My grace is sufficient. We submit, we give up our, this is where it gets hard. We give up our right to be physically healed. We actually don't have any right at all. And that's the secret to contentment. I'm content in Christ, knowing Christ is enough for me. My, his grace is sufficient in the midst. I can take the medicine that's offered to me. And I did that when I had my back surgery years ago. I took, I took advantage of the medicine that was provided I still have pain with that, and we will this side of heaven, and there's not a physical healing that's promised. But can God do it, and does he do it? He absolutely does, and yes, he can. So we pray for it, but our focus is not on that. And you know, Scripture talks about faith, so we put our faith in that, but we don't, we're not putting our faith in God healing. We're putting our faith that God's grace is sufficient. That's the focus. The focus is not on whether the healing happens or not. We still pray for it, but the name it and claim it is just not true. And and so if 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 you know I'm not saying this out of condemnation of that, but there are it it does frustrate me because there are teachers and pastors and preachers and, and people that have written books and all kinds that have major platforms that say these kind of things and it just misleads people and it's not the gospel, it's not the good news. Because it's setting people up. Well, why did that person get healed and I didn't? Why do I have to live with this chronic pain? And so we, we, we think we don't have enough faith. Or we're actually told, well, you didn't have enough faith because it's already yours. Christ accomplished that on the cross. By his wounds you are healed. And it's not talking about a physical healing. That's, we're not promised that, the sight of heaven. And so we've got to be careful with that. So can God still heal today? Yes. Does he? Yes. Um, is every Christian healed? No. No. And so the focus then is, my grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you're dealing with today, his grace is sufficient for you. And then what is this secret to contentment? I would, I would challenge each of us to look at that because I think in any way, even not just healing, but just circumstantially, what is it that we're focused on in order to uh, think that we're going to be, you know, okay. Like, no, we're okay right now because his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. So I hope that answers that question. Um, yeah, it, it, it can be misleading and it can be, it can be, and, I, and this, I want to say this as a last thing before I go to the next question. This does not minimize um, the, the physical ailment that you're experiencing. In no way does this minimize that. Or does God call it good? Or does God uh, desire that for you or want that for you? Or here's the other thing, he's necessarily using that to break you down or teach you a lesson. No, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where there's sickness, disease, cancer, famine, all kinds of things. We live in that. So it's the reality of that, but my grace is sufficient. 
My grace is sufficient. So, uh, ne- next question, uh, and this is this is one. So that was kind of two questions there, I guess. But the next one is more on what we were kind of talking about earlier with, uh, with traumatic events. And the question basically is how how do we reconcile the trauma or the traumatic event as as new creations uh, in Christ? So we're new creations in Christ. Right, uh, and but what we've realized is that out of the traumatic event that's happened to us—a uh, car accident, a divorce, uh, abuse, um, just whatever that may be, okay, uh, a financial issue, even a health crisis, right—that there have been um, coping patterns that are still there. We've learned responses out of the traumatic event in order to to lessen the pain, to get our needs met. Uh, and so these coping patterns are the response out of, out of the uh, traumatic event. We're still new creations, but we still, we've learned through, through the response of the traumatic event to lessen the pain. We, don't, we want comfort, and we want to lessen the pain. And so, so we've taught ourselves, we've learned how to, they're learned responses, okay, to to that tra- trauma, to that tra- traumatic event. And those are also the learned responses, as I've, uh, we talked about, come out of lying beliefs. So there's nothing you can do to change the traumatic event that happened, but the coping patterns, which we folk, then focus on trying to either develop co- coping patterns to make ourselves feel better, which is, to me, not the answer either, uh, or we... Um, we just deny it or whatever, but with the core issue then is again the lying beliefs. Okay, the lying beliefs which lead to the response. Okay, and these are learned. All right, so it's a traumatic response. Okay, we're still new creations, but the traumatic response is a learned behavior that comes out of the trauma. Okay, and I want to say this first: your life, my life, is not based on how well that we deal with trauma. Uh, I mean, there's all kind. There's even ministries out there now. I don't want to minimize any anybody what people are doing because there's a lot of. It's hard going through these traumatic things. I mean, I've I've as a counselor now, I get to hear people's stories and hear what they're going through. And yes, it's hard. And yes, it hurts. Um, but it's just the we the, the 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 reality is is that we how good we cope with it, how well or not well we cope with it is not is not my life. Is not is not really how is not really the point. Even honestly, um, the reality is 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 we can still choose to live out of Christ as our life in the midst of dealing with a traumatic event, because the event can't be changed. But what is God going to do? He's going to renew our minds. He's going to renew our minds. So instead of living out of our feelings or living out of the lying belief, now that belief gets recognized. Oh, wait a minute. That's why am I responding this way? Uh, and here's one of the examples. So after my car accident, I, I, every time I would drive by that same area where it would happen, I, I could start in the, in the beginning, especially, I could start to feel myself get a little anxious. I could actually feel my body. I would hold on to the steering wheel tighter. Nothing was happening. I wasn't going to get into another car accident necessarily there, but it was the spot, it was the location where I got hit and, and pinned in my car. And so that was, a, that was a traumatic response to a traumatic event. And God began to heal that too, because it was like, well, I, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to maybe get into another car accident here. No. Okay. That was the lying belief that had to be exposed. Okay. But there was a physical uh, anxiety or trauma there in the beginning, especially because I 
was believing a certain thing out of that. And I had learned, I was learning this learned response out of, out of the trauma. And so the reality is, though, we don't have to live in fear. Uh, the truth of Christ, what it's going to do then is going to deprogram. It's going to either deprogram or we're going to unlearn these lying beliefs or deprogram the, the traumatic response, the learned response to the tra- trauma. And so what, how, how is this done? Well, Scripture says it. We, he, we allow Christ to renew our minds. We choose to believe Christ, and over time, He renews our mind to the truth. And we're living out of truth instead of feeling. So then over time, as I drove by that same spot, guess what? I wasn't holding on to the wheel as, as, as strong. I wasn't thinking that I was going to get hit. I wasn't getting as anxious as anymore because it was like that was a one-time incident. And God began to heal even that physical trauma because he was renewing my mind to the truth that he was fully present. He was fully with me. That's what, and so now I can sit, I could sit here and say, well, because I got hit in this area, well, all these all these car driver, all, every car driver out there is 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 horrible, <laughs> just a horrible driver. Whatever. And yes, there are some horrible drivers out there, but that in the beginning, I think that was probably one of my beliefs. Every driver is horrible. No, and it's like no, this this was a one time single incident incident that happened, and and so unlearning, deprogramming, we allow Christ to renew our mind. We choose to believe Christ over time, and we don't trust our feelings, because the feelings then, if we're just trying to cope and get our feelings in alignment, God reveals truth, and then what does He do? He uses it then to grow our trust and our dependence on Him, and that's 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 where it happens. That's where the, the traumatic... I still had the car accident five years ago, but the traumatic, that now has been healed because, because God has replaced lying beliefs... And which which led to damaged emotions, which led to re- learned responses that I had. That now I'm living out of truth. He replaced it with truth. My emotions are still can be there and up and down, but that's not the reality of truth. And now I can, I can because I've been deprogrammed or unlearned these lying beliefs and replaced them with God's truth. Then guess what? Then I can have a new response. I can trust God. I don't have to live out of fear. I can live out of the truth of Christ. We have to know our only our only hope of freedom from this original question, how do we reconcile the 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 trauma or the traumatic event with being new creations? The only the only hope in that, the only hope of freedom is that Christ is renewing our minds from these learned responses that we have. Why do we keep doing the same thing over and over again from this traumatic event that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, who knows, 50 years ago? Because we've responded the same way for 50 years. And so the only hope of freedom is that as, my, as God's renewing my mind, he's deprogramming me and programming me to what is really true. And as, as over time, as I choose that, there's still a choice, as I choose by faith to trust that, to believe that, to accept that, then I now can respond in other situations that come my way out of truth. Okay, I don't have to keep going back to the same learned coping mechanism. I can choose to live a new way. Why? Because Christ's life in me, which I realize is my hope, that's the hope of freedom. That's been it's renewed my mind to that He's always with me. He's always present. He's always loving me. Um, I'm 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 uh, you know He's setting me free from those lying beliefs. All of that. And then, uh, and here's the thing, until we recognize that, though, until we recognize those lying beliefs, until we recognize that there's a reason why we're going to these same coping mechanisms, 
then we're going to keep responding the same way. We're going to, and we may try all kinds of external solutions uh, of, of, of coping mechanisms to make ourselves feel better, right? Uh, but we're going to still respond the same way long term. It may work in the short term, but long term we are because there's not been anything internally that's been transformed. Until those lying beliefs are transformed, we're going to still cope with that traumatic event the same way. So how do we reconcile it? Can't change the traumatic event. God wants to renew our mind to the truth, replace that. We got to recognize the lying belief, and then we don't have to respond the same way. Okay, because we're responding out of in the, in the situation, we're responding out of a learned coping mechanism. We can choose to believe truth apart from this fleshly response, and over time, this happens. Okay, well, we're, the reason why we're doing it, the reason why we're choosing these coping is because we're doing it to self-protect. We're doing it to avoid pain. We're doing it out of our learned history, our, what the messages that, messages that we received, uh, our learned history. We're, and now God's leading us to responding out of truth. Okay, our feelings most of the time are not telling us truth. They aren't, okay? So, so then the question is, well, how do we trust God in that? <laughs> well, it's not based on feelings, okay? Now, I want to say this. It's not wrong to feel what you're feeling, though, okay? But it not, but it, it, but it, so feel it, but don't necessarily trust that it's truth, that it's based on truth. I was feeling all kinds of things from that. But ultimately, we're invited to trust, we're invited to trust. And so uh, the other part of this, too, is how we respond to these traumatic events is a lot of times is, is, our, is our need to control things, to control how we feel, to control how others are, to con- just to, to control. Uh, so we either try to avoid things and we try to control just all kinds of things. And so it's, it's also a relinquishing of that, of relinquishing this um, fleshly need to control because I tell you what, nothing like a car accident to take your take your sense of control away from you, and in a lot of ways, nothing like a health diagnosis, right? Nothing like a nothing like a relationship crisis to take away your sense of control or a financial, whatever that may be. You thought you had it all under control, and then all of a sudden, this happens. This traumatic event happens, and it's like whoa. That sense, that illusion of control, just gets shattered, right? So that's that's a part of it too, because we're responding, we're learning to respond. I want to get that control back. So the coping I'm 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 making, the coping response I've developed is out of that need for control. But the reality is, is we can make choices out of our trust of God. We can recognize we've got it, but the first step is recognizing those flesh patterns, recognizing the lying belief. So how do we reconcile again, going back to the question, how do we reconcile the traumatic event, the lying belief, the trauma with being new creations, we've got to recognize that we're responding out of the lying belief. We've got to recognize the flesh patterns. That's going to take the work, the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit to get us to see that, that we've been living out of that. Our, cope, our, cope, our response that's been out of coping, out of the flesh, is connected to the lying belief. And so... Um, so that's what's going to have to, we have to recognize that and we have to see that that was what, what was happening and how we were living and how we were responding out of that. We weren't necessarily responding out of the traumatic event. We were responding out of the lying belief that happened 
uh, from and the emotions that were connected to that lying belief from uh, from the traumatic event. And so, so that's got to be recognized. It's got to be then okay. I made an agreement with that. I be, I actually believe that was true. I've got to reject that. That's because that's where the stronghold comes in. I keep doing the same thing. I'm wondering why I'm doing the same thing, and ultimately that's why because it's connected to the lying belief. And so am I living, here's a, here's a really great question, am I living from the trauma, from the traumatic event, from the emotions, or am I living from his life in me? And that's ultimately the question. And so recognizing it, we've got to recognize the flesh pattern. It's, we've got to see that it was, we made an agreement with it in some way. We've said yes to it, okay, in whatever way. Like for me, the lying belief was God had left me. He wasn't present. I've got to recognize I was living my life that way. Uh, out of fear, more out of fear than out of trust, okay? Uh, and this is not about mustering up some type of big faith. Scripture talks about having the faith of a mustard seed. You ever seen a mustard seed? It's pretty small. In other words, that's all it takes. You don't have to come up with this giant faith that, that God's going to do this. No, it's, it's as small as a mustard seed, right? And so am I living from the trauma or, or, the, or the lying belief, or am I living from his life in me? So I recognize the lying belief, and then I made an agreement with it, then God's got to supernaturally got to uproot that. I've got I've to then make a choice to reject that. That's not true. That traumatic event happened to me. That divorce happened to me. But I'm still a child of God. I'm still loved by you, Lord. And I want to learn from that, yes. And I want you to show me wisdom from that. But, but, but Lord, whatever lying belief came out of that, that I'm no good, that I'm rotten, that I'm just, just you know, uh, unacceptable, whatever that is, it's not true. It's just not true. And so then, then what the third one is replaced, and I'm replacing it. This is where the renewing comes. So if you think about renew, right? So renew it starts with an R-E. These other ones, recognize R-E, recognize the lying belief, reject, reject it because you recognize that you've made an agreement with it. You've got to reject it and then replace. It's replacing. And this is all how God renews our mind to the truth of who we are. So it's recognizing our triggers, and that's still happening. We're still getting triggered to this day based on some of these things that have happened or some of these messages, some of these lying beliefs. We're still operating out of those lying beliefs, but I don't have to respond out of the trauma. Okay, and so what happens then over time as I choose that, as God's, as God's replaced it there, I'm choosing it over time, guess what? It's creating a new response based on what? Based on my coping mechanisms? Based on a self-help approach? No, based on truth. It's the outgrow. It's we outgrow those coping mechanisms. We outgrow we outgrow the fear. We outgrow the fleshly response because we are trusting Christ now as our life. That's how we grow in this. That's how the new connect new creation connection is made to the traumatic event. We actually believe and know and we live from the reality that we are new creations. It doesn't minimize what happened to us, but it creates new response now as we're believing truth and we're living from truth. This is so important. And so I hope that helps. Uh, this, is, this is so important as we've been kind of wrapping up some, some talks on healing. I hope that you've gotten some benefit from this. Uh, please reach out to us again with any other question. I'm going to leave it at that for today. But uh, I hope this has been beneficial for you. Uh, and I hope you're experiencing healing and you're experiencing this healing of the wound, the soul wounds, those lying beliefs, because the truth really will set you free.
really will set you free. So thank you again for joining us today on the podcast. And as we say here on this podcast, a cup of freedom, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.